Let's play them and again. One, welcome, our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and I am sick. And <laughs> with me are the boys. I'm Max, and I'm sick. Sick. Yeah, Robert, feeling sick over here, but not as sick as you. Ah, hopefully not. Hey, how's it going, guys? Really well. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Just feeling healthy and just, man. I just... Fuck you guys. I always feel so good when Andrew's sick. Fuck you guys. Somebody's like, I'm working with you to keep you safe. And I'm like, I am 100% about that right now. <laughs> wow. It's good. But, wow. you know, we could be talking shit and then leave and uh, this, we could be all germed up. So maybe we shouldn't... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's karma. Yeah. You're, you're looking I'm at it. Tempting, yeah, like, yeah, tempting huh, it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Then you cast them at us. Yeah. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> germs. Uh, uh, hey, how about we talk about some of these? Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Some of those movies you guys have seen because i haven't seen shit <laughs> been you too sick well uh, let's see it. i uh after watching so much star wars i decided to wrap it up with solo and rogue one again a re- uh-huh. re-watching of the two of them and um which before solo and then rogue one uh, yeah i think it was in that order solo and then rogue one yeah okay why i'm, <laughs> why I'm just curious <laughs> yeah i watched solo i think that's first. like before yeah that's uh, so I guess that's it's chronological in the yes. timeline, I suppose, but not in release order. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like those are both okay Star Wars movies, in my opinion. I like them, I enjoy them, but they're not my favorites. Uh, but I, I, it was good to go to watch them again. Uh, I enjoyed Rogue One better this time, but it's so dark. Actually, both of those mo- movies have a lot of moments in the dark. Solo feels darker. The cinematography does feel like more like. Yeah, unfortunately, like, it's not like that it's not lived in. It feels just more that it's, like, not, it's not very lit. Like, yeah. it's very, it is a lot more shadow. Especially in the beginning when they're in the Because it's a lot of dank yeah. places. Yes, yeah. it's really, and I think that was on purpose, too, but then, yeah. Then you lit? Have, dank? What do you guys, uh... Yeah, Solo was ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love that weird slug woman that's, like, the weird, his weird mob boss. Like, yeah. Get a good I look think, at her. I think the... The part about that that bugs me is that it's so... Uh, is that she's like a big bug thing? Is that she's ripping so much off of Jabba. Like the fact that he goes in front of her and does essentially... I thought she was very thing. skexy too. She's kind yeah, of adorned yeah. with stuff and is sort of like it's, a weird... I just, I guess the idea of I almost her. made the exact same joke I'm sure I made when we talked about her in the episode. And what was it? She was pretty skexy to me too, if you know what I mean. God, I hope you didn't say that. Well, you should go. You can go back and edit that into the old episode. Okay, yeah, cool, okay, cool, yeah. cool. I think that joke was probably made during the Dark Crystal episode. I think they probably said that when they saw the concept art. They're like, it "Looks pretty skexy to mm. me." And they're like, "Put it, make that puppet." <laughs> but uh, the like, he, I like the castle run. There's lots of moments I like yeah. in all of those movies, and I think I probably like Rogue One more than you. Probably, but I, but I don't know like, if I love it. I don't think I love it more than any of the. I'd probably love it more than some of the numbered ones. Well, obviously the prequels. You love it more than yeah. you love both of us. Exactly. Yeah, 
for real. But anything Star Wars is above us. They're like, hey, you going to Andrew Max's funeral? No, I just got this copy of Rogue One. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you don't have a DVD or a TV or anything. Oh, I'm just going to look at the box. Look at the... It's pretty good. The first example he comes up with is our funeral. Right. <laughs> and are we dying like tomorrow? Sounds like, like the Rogue are. One I DVD. Tell you what, I can't tell you what happened. Yeah. You both got sliced your necks on Rogue One DVDs. Wow. Oops. Damn, Oops. dude. Damn, dude. What a way to go. Damn. Hey, wouldn't want to go any other way, though. Am I true, right? True, true. Um, except maybe a solo DVD to the neck. <laughs> yeah, except maybe uh, getting crushed by a moon. Uh, old school Chewbacca death style. Yeah, old school. That's that's out now. Yep. <laughs> he lives forever. JJ ruined it. Uh, I also saw Big Hero 6 for the first time. Yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Animation San Fran, was really Sokyo. Yeah, that's kind of weird. San Francisco is. But I like that it was like, then it didn't have to be, then it could be different and have like a cool concept because I liked, I liked that blend of things. It was also kind of like the, (laughs) like the Golden Gate Bridge looked like it had like the kind of like the awning, kind of like that architecture. It's like, okay, all right. All right, guys. (laughs) No, no, I do. I did enjoy it. And I know it's kind of, it's just sort of like a weird, I don't even know how popular the big hero six were as a comic kind of group i don't think it was a extremely popular comic yeah and like and especially because it's like i think it is a comic in like the imprint for marvel that's like made for kids mm. i know that also the the like baymax character was basically like it was he was like a monster in the comic was oh. no, who was not cute so i think like that was a huge good change baymax is adorable and that's a great Character, mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. character design. Uh, Did you see it, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think I saw in theaters. That got us. We, I think we talked about it at the time because that got us good. Yeah. It's a good. Yeah. yeah, it's a touching movie. Mm-hmm. Some of the twists are a little bit uh, like funky. Didn't expect them all. And, yeah. But some of them, I, I don't know if they fully make sense, but I, it's still. I kind of liked like because I liked that the villain was. You assume that it's mm-hmm. the. It's someone, it's you don't assume that it's that one guy at first, but I think it's the the ripple with his daughter was disappeared in the experiment, and that's why he had like that vendetta. Mm-hmm. And then like, kind of like harsh at the end too that like they get her back, like she's been like in stasis. Spoiler alert for Big Hero Six, I guess. <laughs> but then he's like, "Well, you fucked up. You attacked everybody, so you're going to jail now." Bittersweet mm-hmm. that she's back, Daddy. You're. Uh, you didn't become a supervillain, did yeah. you? <laughs> also, I I thought the twist was going to be that Tadashi was the villain. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah, yes, I think yeah. that's what we talked about. Yeah, because he about keeps it, like, goes in the building and disappears. And, and like, every like, time he says like Tadashi is here, I was just like, oh, because he's yeah. he's been around, he's still been he's, transmitting, yeah. and he can't help but say that. Yeah, that would have been interesting too. Um, yeah. I think it was uh, it was more emotional to have him not be the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. to have it be like that he lives on through in Baymax. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Enjoyable movie. Yeah. What'd you see, Rob? Oh boy. I've seen I saw uh nineteen seventeen. Yeah, how was that? I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh it's a war movie. It's not um Yeah, I guess it's like it's not like explicitly gory. It's not like there's people like, you know, bleeding out and stuff like that. But somebody it's not doesn't like, rub with a bayonet and like like cut somebody's face out. It's half not like the sniper and... games where like goes into x ray view of like their nuts blowing up when you like shoot them or anything like what? that. What? Oh, but dude, that would be sick. <laughs> um and it's sort of um not video gaming in a bad way, but in a way that like the amount that they're walking is sort of like condensed where like they go up and over 
and into the no man's land. And we know that in real life, it's like miles of mud and and barbed wire and just festooned with corpses. And it sort of seems like they're going through these this little area and they kind of go like through like, it'd be like what all the assets were in the game. It's like, okay, you got the clump of barbed wire, you got the dead horse, you got the other dead horse with maggots, then you got this thing, and then you're into the next little zone. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, and it's it's meant to be that way. It's not meant to be like, this is real time them going. The gimmick as it were is also that it it's filmed like it looks like one shot sure yeah um, what i didn't like about the marketing of it is it didn't really make that clear especially at but first I don't, where it just they were like this is a one-shot movie sure i was like that's incredible that they did uh two hours but of i feel one like then people and, would poo-poo it or be like well that's not because i don't think that gimmick alone is enough to like make the movie and i what was the movie there was a movie that like it was the first movie i think it was around like 2003 it was like the first movie, at that least like was actually one that or? they at least they marketed it that way. They're like, this is the first movie to be like one entire, hmm. just one shot. Um, I think it was like the girl with the pearl earring or something like that. Does that sound right? Ooh, I don't know. I know there's a Russian one that actually is like one, like two or hour movie that's yeah. one shot, and the, and it also changes <clears throat> time periods. So there's like a part where they like leave this palace, and it's modern day, but when they come back in, it's like supposed to be like a memory of like this old ball happening so okay. all the people that have run in behind them and done their costume changes are now like doing this other scene so like it sounds really i wish i knew the name of that one but i think there's been a few examples of it actually the time traveling ballroom yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh just like the shining the russian shining you've always the russian shining yeah. you've always been here one shot um it just seems it seemed like uh cheap cheap ass marketing where like I think uh, Birdman did the same thing too, mm. just like being it seeming like a, a one shot. Even oh, see, that's it wasn't. I would argue. I, well, maybe I didn't see any marketing saying that that was another thing about it. Because yeah, I guess if you do see the clips all disparate separately, you don't make the connection that it's just kind of swooping around. And there's obvious shot. I mean, I think all of us could figure out. You go inside or you go zoom around their back, and suddenly it's all fabric in the shot, and you're like, "There's a cut. Like yeah. that's a cut." Yeah. Um, I just sort of figured that was just like what they you know because like a lot of war movies now they sort of like it's so frantic film, yeah you get yeah. this sort of frantic thing that i just kind of i didn't really this, figure it was i, I like that it wasn't the camera wasn't would move and certainly follow the people the the two guys that go on the mission but it wasn't um it, yeah it just kind of served it really well I, I really liked it and um and like like kind of beautiful too like i don't know i'm i've admitted before and it's not like a it's not naive it's just like it feels sometimes like that's why i want to see that world war one documentary so much Mm -hmm. because it feels like sometimes back then it's just like hard to imagine like yeah it was just green grass and blue sky and it was just these were all just people like but it was in the middle of this horrible muddy war right so when you see it like this so much more stark there's a really great scene too where maybe you see some shots in the trailer where flares are going off and lighting up kind of the ruins that he's running through and just like seeing the the light from the flare literally going up in the sky and kind of illuminating him and then going dark and then more coming up and the people are like looking for him. Mm -hmm. It's like really, it's really something. They did a really great job. Um, I don't, I wouldn't be like, I don't know if it was like my, you know, I don't think it's going to loom large for like the greatest war stories I've ever seen or anything like that. But sure, it's but still a Sam, movie about war, which I'm not usually a s- yeah. sit down and uh, chill with. But, Sam uh, Mendes is a good director. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. It was, it was affecting. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Pokemon: The Power of Us, which sequentially, which one's that? Well, this is like this. This has got to be in like the twenty something. But this is now technically 
like a new timeline of movies. This is no longer like Ash Ketchum that's met Mewtwo four times and Lugia and all these other things. It's like they did sort of a soft reboot of the first episode recently as a they movie. Did? I think it was called like Pikachu and Me. And it's sort of like if there was an extended version of the the original animated series with Ash meeting Pikachu and, and stuff like that. They tweaked a few things. So this is supposed to be like, which I actually kind of like not having to be like, what happened in 19 or I don't think any of the movies feel inaccessible in that way, I guess, but it's sort of like it is the ash of whatever season most recently happened sure. at least usually. So I kind of like that. It's like ash. In fact, I don't know if he pulled another poke. I think he only had Pikachu in this movie. So okay. he wasn't throwing out a bunch of stuff, but it like, is ash, but it is ash okay. and it's pretty classic looking ash. And it was like, <clears throat> I kind of liked it cause it was like, uh, he went to a city that like relied on the wind and once a year Lugia would come and, like grant them the power of wind. Hakalugia. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Thanks. Flip him the bird because he looks like a big bird. <laughs> but this kind is of good. Like this is good. This is some deep Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Pokemon fans are going nuts right now. Um, yeah. uh, Kalen, bring Colin. Off, I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Max. Come on. Come on. Okay. Come on, Max. Do I, do I have the right series? Um, but the city, the basically ends up focusing on a bunch of like misfits that are all around the city. So there's like a scientist who is really brilliant but like has to do a lecture and is like such a wimp like he has no like he's not personable is, and does he have a doctor tree name no no but he does have like a weird like it looks like he has glasses on but it looks like just like one eyeglass monocle that's like over the part of the hair that doesn't isn't swooped over um and then there's like this uncle guy who is like trying to impress his niece but like kind of like lies and says like he's a great Pokemon trainer, and then he knows where rare Pokemon are, and that's impressive. It's impressive, dude. Um, it's just like he has an empty Pokeball and like doesn't I wish someone say would anything. lie to me like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you guys all the time, I have fucking Pokemon. Um, you and Pokemon, why don't you just why don't you listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a girl who gets sent there. Who kind of the movie kind of starts on who? It's always funny to me. I mean, we in like Detective Detective Pikachu too, like. If you lived in a world with Pokemon, it feels like asking people like, do you like Pokemon? It's kind of like you have to sort of like put up with them at the very right. least, it seems yeah. like. Do you like, like birds? There are apparently birds and fish. <laughs> like humans eat things that aren't Pokemon. So there's got to be something else. That'd be so funny. Like, oh, weird. You raise cows? Like, oh, look at my Tauros. And like you battle them. Yeah. Stop. Those are just regular animals. You're not allowed to. <laughs> but it is so because like that's the thing he's like hands are a pokeball well you can't just pokeball for me Ugh, i can't it's like have you how old are you you've never you probably wrote a pokemon here like i don't it's just like a weird concept in that world to me but they all come together and either kind of like make pokemon friends through certain means or uh like pseudo wudo is one of my favorite pokemon i like pseudo wudo too the, the like cranky uncle guy like inadvertently kind of like helps him out and like says like, hey, don't like, don't pretend like you're someone you're not. That gets me in trouble. And it's kind of funny because the whole thing with Pseudo Widow is he looks like a tree, but he's actually a rock type. He's pretending to be a tree. That's the name Pseudo Widow. I would say Pseudo Widow shined in this movie. Um, this is really the Pseudo Widow movie, but it was cute. I think it was sort of meant for a little bit younger. Like I think, I think some of the movies that were coming out in that kind of continuous amount of films were were building on. The ones prior, like sometimes it called back, like, hey, Mewtwo's back. He remembers you helped him and all this other stuff. It's kind of refreshing that there's like a new one and there was characters that I don't think are going to be pulled from this film into other ones. But I was like, I thought it was cute. And I was like, well, you know, it's probably like geared for a bit younger than me, but it was fun seeing like a new one that wasn't so 
bogged down. <laughs> Have they made any Pokemon movie without Pikachu in it? Mm, no, because I think it's always Ash and Pikachu. all the other characters. And It's not always Ash. They made a live action one called Detective Pikachu. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, Ash was nowhere to be seen. Dude, I hate to say this. I hate to drop this on you. That was an epic fail, dude. Uh, what if like at the end, like the main guy was like, I didn't tell you my middle name, Ashley. Yeah. Why don't you go by your middle Pokemon? <laughs> um, Christopher Nolan's Pikachu. Yeah. So I also saw a movie called No Retreat, No Surrender. And I saw that at a live uh, MST3K uh, show <laughs> at the Moor. Hey, Andrew, are you okay? Oh, well, I can't. I can't believe um, it. It was great because I think it could have been one of two movies, and the other one was like a 1960s kind of carnival sort of movie. And I was like, I, I love MST3K, but I feel like there's just like, uh, I think I tend to like the ones that are kind of like 70s, 80s, kind of like a little. There's a few more schlocky movies in that area I like more. But this was great. It was billed as a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, but he's in like 10 <laughs> minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it did take place in Seattle, which was fun. Oh, did you recognize places? Well, they so where they, was Jean Claude Van Damme in Seattle? Just straddling that freaking Space Needle. Yes. Um, they they're like showing like you know and they're and of course they're you know they're talking over the movie they're like showing them like driving like welcome to Seattle blah 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 and they're like going and they're like here we are at our new home in Southern California and you could tell like the neighborhood they pulled up to after all the shots of Seattle were like there was a palm tree down the street there's the thing it was just like <laughs> it was just like a very California town. I and, love LA. Yeah. Based, yeah. Um, and, um, they did have just this gross bully guy that like when it first cuts to him, it doesn't even look like he's on the same road, but he's sitting on his car and eating a cake out of a box. And this was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now that's Seattle. (laughs) Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but he's just like giving the hero and his friend shit the whole movie and he ends up getting beat up. And then the worst thing is that he does go, they did film shots where he goes to Bruce Lee's grave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, can I be great like you? And then they get a guy to appear like in a vision that does oh, not look no. like Bruce Lee Yikes. giving him. Yeah. And that was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Um, uh, but I liked it. It was the perfect film. They picked a perfect film to to talk over because sure. there was there was plenty of for that. Sure. Uh, anything else other than that? Uh, oh, uh, Weathering With You, which I saw last night, which the I won't. fuck is that? I won't say too much about it because it's, it's brand new in theaters, but... Um, it's from the same director, I believe, as uh, Your Name, which I saw a couple years ago and is an anime that I really oh. loved. Um, Otaku over here. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, we saw it subtitled. Hey, it's the only way to do it. And it's, uh, it was really cool. I, I just don't want to say too much because it was like really, it was very beautiful. It was uh, like the long and short of it was that there's a guy, it's like, a, like a, a young romance and a guy meets a girl who can like pray to make the sun come out. And hmm. that's, it's sort of like, that's the only sort of real supernatural, there's a, there's a little bit more, but that's like the main kind of like sort of little tweak in it is that like that seems like enough that seems like that would affect a lot of people's lives oh for sure and they make they they make like a little business out of it they're like what if we could you know if you're having a birthday you could have her come and and do that and you know give you sun and it, it's interesting there's a, mm. there's also a lot more going on it felt like i guess the director said uh jamie said that this was a reaction a little bit to his last film where people were like 
I don't know, other animation people criticize it. And he was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. So it feels like there was a lot. So sort of like Jordan Peele with us. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't even like, I'm going to make like whatever kind, you don't think that's an anime. Well, this is an anime. It felt more like maybe he even threw more at the wall because there was like the weather aspect of it. There's actually like, feels like there's commentary on uh, global warming a little bit or just like, or maybe even just the sense of like someone says in the movie, like, Everyone talks about like biggest rain in recorded history. Well, we only have records that go back so far. So right. we can like, and I'm not, and this is not me now trying to disprove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Finally on episode 90. Uh, uh, no, just more that like, <clears throat> you can't just like fix the weather if that's just like what's so, like happening all of a sudden. Her, her in the movie praying, it's like, you okay for a day or an afternoon, you gave someone this little patch, but like, um, but there's a lot going on. And like I said, there's, there's the young love. It's he's also like he uh, the main character like is like left his home to like live in Tokyo alone. So it's like when he starts out, he's poor and just kind of like huddling in doorways. And it uh, you can go. There's like a little blog that's like the shots of like the actual streets that they're running down or the little hotel they go to stay at. Or there's a McDonald's he's staying in at one point And he's kind of like eating his ramen there. And then when he wakes up, the one of the characters has given him a Big Mac and is like, you've had the last you know, meal for three days here, like have one. And he's like, I'd never had anything better in my 16 years. Sounds like Robert. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> uh, it was great, but it was just like that attention to detail. And like the fact that it wasn't, there were real, real places and real things. Like I wish, I wish I'd been to, to that part of Tokyo to see, cause you could literally walk down there. You can take a tour on this, from this blog. So I plan a trip around it. Go eat that big Mac. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or eat, eat ramen. So what'd you do? Do you go to all the different, um, all the amazing, yeah, like the I went to the weathering with you at McDonald's and that was about it. I, I stayed there for home. three days eating ramen. Well, I did, I mean, they because me. they had an actual, it said Big Mac, we serve you. And I was like, there's a part where they're in a hotel room and when you open the mini fridge, there's like little things to press and buy mm-hmm. and they bought them all and like made fried chicken in the microwave and made like a curry and tried it. And I was like, I wonder if those are real too. Like, I wonder if you can buy those brands because they looked real and they looked tasty anime food is the best it's the it's so it makes me so so i love pokemon donuts yes the rice balls that was that was more like a culture shock like i guess they were like worried kids would be like what rice mommy (laughs) no but instead the kids ruined my perception of donuts belongs in the ocean mommy what's happening (laughs) call it a donut mommy so how does it compare to your name i i your name like is I loved weathering with you, but your name is like special to me because like, thank you. Robert. When That's I saw so nice it, to hear <laughs> when I saw it and like the fact that I wasn't like spoiled on anything by it, I went into pretty blind and there's like, it's very helpful to not know anything because it's just like, it's gorgeous. Like it's, I would, I would highly recommend that run. And I hope people who don't normally watch animes would give something like that a shot because I feel like there's a really cool, there's obviously like another kind of like supernatural element to it, but it's very, it's very human. It's really, it's really amazing. Hmm. Any McDonald's yeah. ads in that one? God, you know what? I that's gonna take it down a couple pegs, actually. Dang it! <laughs> no, no, you know, it all takes place in an Arby's, actually. So never mind. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna talk about some of these TV shows we've seen. We've seen. I just mostly caught up with all the stuff I've been watching because everything's coming back. Excuse me. Um, the, did I talk about the, the crisis 
on Infinite Earth. So that yeah, finish a little bit. It hadn't finished. Though. Okay, you legit. For, you, you legit for, for. I just thought like for some reason something had happened that, that no. meant you couldn't the watch. The crisis. Yeah. yeah. Did I say the crisis? Yeah. Why are you telling us now? Um, crisis on Infinite Earth finished, and I thought it was part four was really good, and part five I thought was pretty weak. Mm. Ooh, was yeah. part five the finale? Part five was the finale. But not like an epilogue. It was like the finale. Sort of a uh, was more of an epilogue than a finale. <laughs> I mean, that's was, that's a CW style right there. Yeah, I mean it. It it sort of solves the problem that they've had, where like Supergirl takes place on a different Earth than Flash and Arrow and mm-hmm. all these things. And by the end of Crisis, now they all take Merge. place on the same Earth. Okay, but like all the other different Earths also still exist too. So it just kind of. <laughs> Excuse so me. it merged some worlds, but not all of the other yeah. worlds. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not. I actually liked that. It was like a fun idea to me that all these different, you know, directors' versions of different DC properties and stuff were able to kind of do that. But it feels like you could have also just been like, well, they went through a wormhole and now arrows in your right. universe. Yeah, they didn't need to. It didn't need to be all that. But then again, you wouldn't get to have Brandon Routh and right. Ezra Miller and all these other things. Yeah, like, that was like a uh, very funny. I kind of said that because I realized I didn't want to. Well, whatever. Yeah, Ezra Miller shows up as a a, fl- a flash. What a great snag! Yeah. Ezra Miller, the best part of all of those movies. I mean, it was like I mean, it was a genuine surprise. Like yeah. there, there's just been like no whatsoever. I mean, like it was Ezra Miller was like live, sort of streaming all of a sudden, and was like, "I what is this? Am I might." <laughs> yeah, like, he was know. yeah naked in his bathroom, just like what the fuck. Uh this is, when you're in your contract. Yeah, you, sorry, uh, Ezra. Um, so that's pretty much what I've seen. They just showed him from the neck down because he didn't actually want to be in there. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is the Flash. You got it? Got it. Ezra. Uh, what have you guys seen? Uh, let's see. Also in the Star Wars kick, I watched a ton of Clone Wars. Hey. I'm up to, I think, uh, maybe season, f- like, I think I finished season four and I'm starting oh. on season five. And I realized I've watched all of this before. Uh, for the most part, but I think it's really hard for me to concentrate on on Clone Wars, like so. I'm I'm always watching it in the background while doing something else, mm. uh, and so you know I kind of miss half of it. A lot of it's really corny, a lot of it's pretty bad, but some of it's good, and I think it does uh, a better job at fleshing out some of the characters in the prequels. Yeah. Whereas like the the prequels just you know. It, they they don't cover it. They, they they just tell you. Yeah. One time we were Gundarks attacked us. Exactly. Just like, base, basic. Remember how good of friends stuff. we were then. It's like, but you don't feel it. I'll take you wood yeah. for it, Master. <laughs> we're not now. <laughs> Think of all the crazy adventures we've been on. I can't. I can't. <laughs> That'll have to be filled in with in the Clone Wars. <laughs> um, I haven't really dived back into that because I still have all the Disney Plus subscription stuff, so I should probably yeah. jump into one of those series. Yeah, I've just been watching it at work while doing other stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting going through and finding out what they did with all that, why uh, Darth Maul has the robot legs and all that stuff. But Finally revealed. Some of, some of it's so dumb, though. You're just like, and a lot of the characters, too, it just looks like this could only work in a weird ass animated form hmm. and if i saw job of the hut with a giant monocle uh i would i would not be happy with it in live action 
it's not actually Jabba, but it's one of his. Uh, Jabba's just one kind of hut, though. There's like, got a, there, remember, he's got the cousin. Zero, he's got zero the zero of the hut. He's got yeah. the glow in the dark tattoos. Pizza the hut. Yeah. Pizza the hut. You got I mean, Ro- you got Rhoda the hut, the little hutling. Yeah. You got the one in the uh, comics that like is fit. Like he hasn't been. He's not like sedentary. So like his arms are buff, and he like punches Luke in the face, and is like strong. Nice. And he has robotic legs, so he doesn't have a hard time moving around. He's just a badass. <laughs> robotic legs. Well, it's sort of like it's sort of like a plinth that has multiple legs underneath it. Like he sits, he sits kind of on it, and then like his arms are buff. Weird. This is good stuff. This yeah. is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Uh, uh, so I, Monocle Hut, I'm ready for you. Ah, uh, yeah, I would check him out. Reserve judgment <laughs> until you it. see him because uh, sure, Monocle the Hut, the Star awful. Wars story. Sure, make it the next one. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> Monocle I, the Hut. I'm willing to give some stuff a pass. I love Zero the Hut. That's true. How I mean, wait, no one's is, no one's arguing that. Yeah. But this monocle and, and other stuff, a lot of the robots they make, I'm just like, that looks mm. stupid. And that wouldn't stand up on its own and all that. You know, it just doesn't seem like it would fit in the Star Wars universe unless it's that weird animated sure. style, which I don't really dig. So we'll see. And then I'm going to have to do uh, Rebels and then Resistance and get through all of those Star Wars animated ones. You don't, I mean, you don't have to do anything. I have to. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, right. he's okay. committed. And then he I'm said it. I yeah, I I committed to it. I'm gonna follow through. We'll see. You're gonna um, have so much more lore under your belt that like you're gonna watch uh, Rise of Skywalker and be like, this is the most brilliant, so <laughs> like amazing. Last Jedi is gonna have like m- layers that I don't get. Where I'm like, I don't like it now. You're like, you're like, you don't understand the, the care that was taken. <laughs> Ryan Johnson knows everything about those little mermaid milking turds down on the beach that uh, the Th- Thala sirens. Yeah, yeah, those Thala ones. Sirens. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I or what so you were watching all those series did you watch anything non-Star Wars Homeland I watched Homeland or I'm, I'm making it through the uh, maybe this is the fourth season I'm not sure exactly but it's a good season it's really messy everyone's getting in trouble but they're finally starting to question the CIA at, at its core and I love that because the CIA is disgusting hell so, yeah so it's nice uh, we're anti-CIA. Uh, uh, but the CIA can be cool too sometimes, guys. <laughs> huh, huh, huh. Uh, yeah, it's it's good though. Um, although it is kind of distressing at times, it's really like nerve-wracking and a lot of terrible things do. happen. Uh, I don't know. I, I recommend Homeland if you haven't. Just check out like maybe first season or whatever to, to see what you think of it. Um, also catching up on Good Place when season come, seasons oh, yeah. or when episodes come out. And uh, same with just ended, yeah. Stumptown. Did not just end. It's still going on. Yeah, it's weird. It felt like an ending for sure. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I think there are There's a three episodes more episodes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then I think I saw something online where someone was like, I. It really felt like one when I oh, when it ended. I, I have no idea. So what's I am not current. So when it ended, I thought that's got to be the season finale. But yeah. it was like episode 11 or something. Oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think the only real TV I'd seen was uh, finished uh, his Dark Materials on HBO. Mm. How was that? kind of disappointing i kind of like i liked a little bit more to begin with and they definitely end on a big cliffhanger which sort of you know entices me to want to know where it it ends up but i and i didn't read the books but i'm aware that they sort of combined elements from the the first and second books together including ways where like when i heard what is a reveal in the second book versus what they sort of just like showed right away in the in the series was mm-hmm. like surprising and that was like this really thematically like this would have been so much more interesting if this didn't happen i'm being mm-hmm. uh, obtuse on purpose but um I-, I think also one of the bigger issues for me was that the demons which are your 
soul in a, the form of an animal outside of your body look really good and they look like like the main girl Lara's or uh looks really cute and it like because she's still young it can sort of shape shift from a fox to like a little stoat to like a, an eagle and then when you get older it stays in one form but like they look cute and even when their mouths move it doesn't look like too weird which is always a problem with mm-hmm. stuff like that so all that looks great but there aren't enough of them to the point where i'm like i forget that such a big part of it is that every person is like has to be close to their thing Mm-hmm. so when it shows the guards and they all have like wolfy or dog kind of things there should be a dog for every person but it just shows a couple people and then sometimes you can't even see them in the shot and i know it doesn't seem like a small thing but like the whole conceit of this is like what if your soul was outside of your body and was like a, a companion mm-hmm. and it, it's like not everyone has a snake that's living in their collar or a mouse in their pocket like they all have bigger animals that should be around and it just is like I guess it would have been a lot more for in every shot to have that, but it just kind of took the impact away that it was like, don't forget how important this is. Your soul animal. Also, you don't really see them very much. Mm-hmm. Huh. I was like, Oh, it was just kind of off. It was just kind of off putting. A lot of people would just dust mites on their face. Yeah. Or that was the thing. Like they imply, like one guy definitely has a snake and that's the other thing. It's like kind of like your personality a little bit. So like there's like the, there's like the guy who has like the snow leopard one and it very much seems like his adventurous spirit. And then there's the kind of the people, this, these people that are like these roaming people, like the Roma of our world. And they have like a lot of like bird, uh, kind of, uh, demons that they can like send out and scout. But you, even that you can't, I guess if you have like, uh, something in the water, like a fish or like a dolphin or something, you would have to live next to water. You couldn't, if you got, got away, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. And if anyone touches your, your soul or, or God forbid hurts it. It like physically hurts you. So it's just like a weird world that I, I wish that was more obvious and impactful in the, in the series. Hopefully they make more room for that in the second one. Sounds like an elephant in the room that they have to address. That That's the problem. There yeah, wasn't an elephant in the room. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would still recommend giving it a shot. It's just kind of, yeah, kind of bummed. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Too bad. Too bad. All right. Let's talk about, Yep, MacGruber. Uh, as as has been announced by Yorma Tacone himself, uh, there is a TV show coming out, a MacGruber TV show. Wow, that is going to be the sequel to the movie. So we sort of, I sort of fudged up something that was supposed to happen for this episode. So as a last minute replacement, we watched MacGruber. <coughs> MacGruber, starring Will Forte, uh, Ryan Phillippe, Kristen Wiig, Powers Booth, Val Kilmer, and. Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. It's 2010 action and adventure comedy. It is a spoof on like 80s balls to the wall. And MacGyver. And MacGyver. Um, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, everyone, Andrew's eyes were just rolled back in his head. He said all of this off the dome. Uh, he just is like a perfect, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's a living Wikipedia uh, deity. Specifically for MacGruber. For MacGruber. Yes. Um, MacGricky. What, what did you guys think of MacGruber? The movie. I laughed so much. Yeah. It's such a terrible movie, but I was laughing pretty hard throughout the entire it, thing. <laughs> it, is, it is very funny. I think there's there's things because I'd seen it so many times and I hadn't seen it in a while that didn't land as hard for me as much, but yeah. we, I, we could talk about, but I it is still very funny. And there is a, there is just a sense of humor that, that 
is it is it Yorma's director? Yeah, he is it directed? Yeah, and I'm assuming yeah maybe he had a hand in writing, but at any R- rate, uh, wrote the, and directed with uh, Will Forte because that their sense of humor there is something very specific about that that I really enjoy for the most part in the movie. I, yeah, I, I really love that. Yeah. Um, how did we all see this when it first came out? No, I really, I tried to see it in theaters. Nobody would see it with me. And then I just ended up not seeing it in theaters and waited until, I think, I know, Um, I think I waited until it came out on DVD, but I Mm. did see it pretty quick after that. Yeah. I think I probably saw it after Andrew saw it because I probably watched it with him at some point. And I was going to say like, it's, I can't imagine at this time of my life I was going, I was running out to any SNL sketch turned film. Right. <laughs> uh, not that they were a super prevalent at that point, but um, cause this is what, 2009, 2010. 2010 yeah. yeah. Um, um, I found the sketches annoying. Like the, the SNL sketches I always found annoying. I didn't like very much. So yeah. I was surprised to hear that that was becoming a whole feature, becoming a feature and that like it was good or like funny at least not. Yes. Like, In fact, they literally do the, the thrust of the sketch, which is basically like he gets blown up kind of it's, it's sort of just like the weird, like him taking too much time and doing little, little tooly things trying to diffuse something. Yeah. And that's kind of like ends up being like the last bit of the sketch. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, uh, it, it's weird when that happens. And I feel like that's happened a couple of times too, where like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is like a book where it's like pictures of big food on buildings on every page for 12 pages and then the end. And they turn that into a whole movie with like a father-son thing and yeah. all this other great stuff. So like take expanding this middling SNL sketch into a whole thing is uh, definitely a feat. So yeah, I appreciate that. Why were you so excited to see it if you weren't a fan of the sketch? I, I was hearing comedians like on podcasts just saying like this movie is truly funny. Like one of mm-hmm. the funniest movies, that, you know, whatever. Nick Kroll or Anthony Jeselnik were just like, this is one of the funniest movies that's come out this year for sure. Mm-hmm. And like one of the best comedies in a long time. So like I was hyped to see it for that reason. Yeah. Hype, hype, hype. And people were like, we're not seeing this with you. We will not. <laughs> Did uh did you know how many wrestlers were going to be in it? No, I didn't. I think I knew some were going to be in it because they were like promoting it a lot on wrestling at the time. Uh-huh. Mm. But yeah, I Chris Jericho especially has a very funny yeah. exchange with McGregor. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, that is a really funny. Yeah, that's really good. Um but the rest of them all have various non-speaking roles. Yes. Just sort of like side gags. They have good names on yeah. the list. There was one guy I didn't know. Which one? The second or third guy, I forget which one. Maybe after Kali. Might have been MVP. Not MVP. Oh, he was the second one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was after after that. Mark Henry? Maybe. The rest Maybe of it was Mark Henry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. All um, right. I recognize Because it's Jericho, Kali, MVP, Kane, Big Show, and Mark Henry. Mark, it, Mark yeah. Henry had to be it then. Okay. Um, Maybe my a minor criticism would be on rewatch is like the joke in that scene yeah, where yeah, his, yeah. yeah, the big show I believe has like a boyfriend. So he doesn't have him on the list. He crosses him off, which is like lame. And it's sort of like in line with like his character seems to be my, my, my criticism of his character would be lit. And is that he is sort of like straight, straight where he has to like, make sure people don't think he's gay yeah. or that he thinks that gay things are bad. But then there's just as many scenes and sometimes, you know, and sometimes funny scenes where like the joke is like, Oh, suck your dick or like yeah. 
there's a there's a scene later where he's like, I don't care how many dicks I have to suck to get out of this. And he's like, wait, don't you know, forget I said that. And it's kind of like, eh, it's kind of like walking this line where I, I this was 2010, also it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But I also kind of hope that that doesn't need to be the part of the character anymore because like mm-hmm. it's not like that funny like. The celery in the ass is funny, and then him eating it is funny. Not like if he was freaking out about, don't get that celery near me, and just like those yeah. little things where it feels like more mean-spirited in a weird way. Which, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't like, I'm not all broken up about it. It was just kind of, you know. Yeah. To me, it hit me. I was like, you know, this this does seem like a dated joke. He's uh, a dated it, guy, too. But yeah. that's, like the, a, that's the thing is it yeah. kind of felt like a character flaw that came from the 80s, possibly, because basically that's uh, MacGruber's whole idea is that he is a flawed character from the 80s, essentially. Sure. So it's right. So you could say, and the rest of the movie doesn't necessarily treat it the same way where he comes back at the end. He's also just wedding. an asshole. He's just, just right. Like, we yeah. find out midway yeah. through the movie, like when they reveal why Dieter von Kunt has killed, like killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. This his whole speech <laughs> I, about like I have no yeah. idea why he did that, and then like the reveals after reveal of like he cheated on uh, like <laughs> that his wife had been with Dieter von Kant and he was, cheated on her. She was pregnant. With she was pregnant kid. with his child, and he convinced her to have an abortion. Just like all these things were just like but wow, like, you yeah. are, and he's saying it like I just don't I have understand. no idea yeah. why he would do this. And yeah. I think it's very smart in this movie to have Ryan Phillippe sort of playing the like. The, the normal person next to MacGruber because yes. he just like, wow, that's horrible. Just like he's trying to be nice, but at the same time, like this information that's being dealt out is awful. He's supposed to be like an 80s badass where like you don't care if he's done that because like he's getting the bad guys, but it's like, no, you exist around all these other people and you're this throwback and everyone hates that you treat everyone like shit and just, right. you know, pull up in your old car and flip off the valet and just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what does he say to him? He's like, I hope you, well, I hope you enjoy, you know, getting date raped. And he's like, this yeah. is my daughter. Yeah. And he's just like, well, like the faces he makes in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Will Forte does a great She's job. very Jesus funny. Christ. There's a, um, there's a part in this movie where when he's going to that party, some guy says like, hey, nice car, asshole. Oh my God. And <laughs> this running joke. This running joke where he like, he memorizes the guy, li- the guy's license plate. There's a part later where Felipe is on is, surveillance is and he on opens a notebook. He opens his notebook and you start hearing like, it's like, just, it's just, it's just like, like, it's just like the seven notebooks where it's just scrawled over this and like over. The maddening amount of like. The license plate over and over. Yeah. And then also a picture of, it, it's a very crude drawing of McGruber <laughs> hanging on a branch and pooping into the car yeah. and then pooping onto the man and like peeing onto him from above. It's just like chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he closes the book, like the whispers. <gasps> yeah. It's yeah. It's fair. like closing the Necronomicon. Yeah. That that running that running joke, and that's one I hope, I hope in like a sequel way that they take that and tweak it. I hope yeah. there's a little affront again, and that he, there is some through line. I hope someone goes into the basement in the sequel, and there's just like surveillance of some person that did something in the yeah. next movie. That he's just like, oh god, what is he planning? Like, um, yeah, I like that. I also liked. It's just nice to see at that time uh, Val Kilmer coming back and, and yeah. being this. He's very funny too. Yeah, as, he's as very funny. And Dina uh, von Kunth. And um, what's her? Uh, what's her name? It's like Elmo. What? Oh, Vicky Saint. Vicky, Vicky Saint, Saint Elmo. Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> I like how often he's dressing her up as like himself yeah. or like a bad guy and putting her in harm's way. <laughs> There's a very funny scene where he sends her in as the dressed up as the bad guy, and he's like saying to her over the comms like, "Don't worry." 
you being dressed up as him is going to distract him. And as soon as she walks through, he like, goes, he's like, it's not him. It'll take them a couple minutes to <laughs> yeah. figure out. Yeah. As soon as like she comes through the door, they're like, it's not him. And they start opening fire. It's so funny. But he also dressed up Ryan Felipe as himself, as himself. for absolutely no, no reason in yeah. that same scene. Well, I, and I like when he does dress up Vicky Singh, uh, Elmo as himself. He's like, you look nice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then her her reactions in that uh, that Starbucks or whatever. Oh, when they're getting so shot good. at. Yeah. And even before, yeah, when they're getting shot at. But even before, when she's on the mic and she gives the guy, she's like trying to order as if McGruber yeah. had ordered, and she orders the wrong thing, and then she puts a tip in, and he makes her take the take tip it back, out. take it back, take it back. And she's like apologizing, and then he's telling her not to apologize. So she's saying like, "No, I'm not sorry. I'm so sorry." <laughs> I don't know. She did a great job. Too. She's very funny in this movie. Yeah. Those two together are, are very, very good. Yeah. Very good. And are they both going to be in the sequel? Do we know yeah. anything about the yep. cast? Yep. Yeah. Kristen Wiig's going to be in it. Will Ford is going to be in it. Because I've, honestly, as much as I enjoyed this one, like, I don't know if I need any type of sequel, let alone like a full uh, sure. series. It's ballsy, it. but I also but, feel like enough times passed that it could be something good. They Obviously, anything could be done well, right? Yeah. So like maybe... Maybe it's going to turn out really good. I hope it does because it it was enjoyable. I don't remember liking it as much as I did. Yeah, uh, watching it last night or or the night before. I forget. Like, yeah. I think last night. Yeah, but uh, it shouldn't have been that funny. But yeah, I think something about the way they they did everything, the way they what uh, are they they even say in the the opening like before the credits is like they made a fucking movie, MacGruber. <laughs> I just like and the little details that they do of like you know like when there's an explosion there's like a wow yeah it sounds like noise. a jaguar just like that's the sort of stuff they do they have they're having fun with like the cliches of action movies in that way I think yeah it, there's a couple of them where they cut off the music when something like really badass was happening they'd be playing the badass music and then they cut it to what they're actually listening to I, I do yeah I do like that it was the the mo- the music of the movie when he's turning his car on and then it's yeah. what he's actually listening to which is like Rose yeah. Rosanna. There's a, also a very crude scene where um, there's two two of them where <laughs> no, he kind of like yeah, right oh, dunks row. on itself basically. Yeah, he's there's a scene where he he and Vicky Saint Elmo have sex, and it's like this very romanticized scene with broken wings playing in the background, and then they cut to probably not his chest being caressed. Yeah, and, and then they <laughs> cut to like him making these like horrible guttural noises, and then just like. Being, yeah being so disgusting she you could like it's very funny watching her because she's like trying really hard not to laugh yeah she turns fully away from the camera yeah um and then they do the same thing with hey hey this is a normal problem for some guys he goes (laughs) oh boy he goes to the grave the graveyard to then talk to his dead wife (laughs) and then he starts seducing his ghost wife and then they cut again cut to reality and this like well, the well, they cut to reality he's having sex with her on a tombstone and then they cut to actual yeah. reality and he's just naked humping the air yeah. above a tombstone they see a groundskeeper just like watching him like naked thrusting into nothing oh boy um i do like i forget how i forget in the second like flashback when it shows how she actually died but in the very first impl- you know time and it, it's like you know his wife was killed by dieter von kunt yeah and it shows dieter like see you no like, it's the thing fuck you that but made but me laugh so go, hard he's going like no and then and she must be you know one foot in front of him and <laughs> yeah. she's like mcgruber yeah. <laughs> so funny to yeah. think about that like as, as close as we are sitting to each other that there'd be like an explosion would engulf you and i'm just like oh i yeah. can't uh <laughs> <laughs> 
So the the crux of the movie is that Dieter gets like a a nuclear warhead. He's going to he's going to blow up the State of the Union, Mm -hmm. and MacGruber is tasked to stop it. Mm -hmm. So that's the basic premise of the movie. Just a dumb spy movie. He basically at every turn gives away that he's he gives away that he is not actually dead. Yeah, that he's in his club. That he's on his trail. He always like has to tell him that he's there and just show off because he's a a blowhard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a very funny so the the towards the end when McGruber is like they have got to the missile silo and he's like you know, trying to take away you know, he's trying to stop the missile and he's like, There's like a million wires in here, I'm more like a three wire guy and he's like, I can't do this. But, you know, you're not going to have much luck without the... And he starts digging in there. He's like, mm. the thermal nuclear warhead. And, I like, it's Val Kilmer's reactions that make this so funny. Or he's just like, damn it! Like, yeah. Like, that really did thwart his plans. And he's like, whatever, that, you know, the warhead has enough thing to blow up the White House and the and the Congress. Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, well, you're not going to get very far without the, you know, guidance, guidance system. He's like, weak. So, yeah. like, I it, it a lot of this hinges on Val Kilmer's very straight laced performance for the most of the movie. And then very like funny <laughs> reactions towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause he's cut. And it must be hard to, because he's playing against Will Forte, who's just like a on ham. a different, yeah, yeah. On a different level. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was very enjoyable. And like I said, I think there's, there's a little bit to the humor that's sort of that kind of late to early or to 2010s, or yeah. 2010s, uh, and um man a whole decade ago wow <laughs> were we ever so young whoa um but i feel like we've also seen enough of the lonely islands work and akiva yeah. Yarman and and those folks that uh i'm sure that their sense of humor has has changed a little and i've enjoyed so much of their projects recently that i think that as much as i'm kind of like do, do we need a show it also kind of feels like that's happened before like if if wet hot's any uh, indication where yeah. they have had two, in my opinion, two very successful, uh, funny shows out of that material. Then I'm for that. I, yeah. I think that could be exciting to, to expand upon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder what kind of story they should bring Kunth back. <laughs> the, the the ending where he, so he they think he blows up in the silo, and um, again like a very funny scene where he's handcuffed to a railing. And then they show him looking, and he there's no way he could possibly see it, but around the side of the thing he's <laughs> handcuffed to is an uh, an axe. I, for, I I didn't realize that when you until you just mentioned it. But that is very funny that it kind of yeah it does kind of go around to the point where it's like you couldn't. You there's no way he could know that's there. I mean, I guess he's been in that facility, so sure. Knows, but yeah, that is yeah. very funny. So he, he shows up. His axe. He shows up at their wedding. Their wedding, by the way, uh, Vicky and MacGruber's. Um, very funny scene where the priest says. And if anybody would like to object and then like Maya Rudolph's ghost comes out from behind Kristen Wiig, like with her finger up and then she goes, ah, "Ah," and then she starts like, "Ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh my God. So stupid. The force ghost is, but, um, yeah. Uh, Dieter von Kunz shows up with like no hand. He's like mangled. He's burned down one side of his face. He shoots a rocket at MacGruber. He pulls Vicky out of the way. It just blows up the priest. And then they have a fight scene with Dieter von Kant and mm-hmm. MacGruber. MacGruber, the whole movie has been threatening to cut off um, his dick and shove it down his mouth. Yeah. Another thing where it's like, yeah, just like that, that, that 
scary dick fascination. Yes. <laughs> and so he rips off his pants and he has no dick. Mm-hmm. So he just beats the shit out of him and then kicks him off a cliff. Well, their wedding was on a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Powers, or is it, uh, Ryan Philby throws him a gun. Mm-hmm. He starts to shoot him as he's falling. Mm-hmm. The look of how proud Ryan Philby and Powers Booth Everyone, are of yeah. MacGruber while he's like shooting this guy who is dead. Yeah. And they're just like both like nodding their head like, good for you, MacGruber. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And he hits the ground and then he then he does. He launches a, a grenade. Or, yeah, grenade. And then he and then he pisses on yeah. the corpse. And then turns around and says, I do. Uh, yeah, so also I hope he, that villain comes back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, he'd be good. That'd be cool. He would look yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Just like a crusty, piss-covered... Ah. Ah. Can't wait for the MacGruber TV show. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Hey, we'll see you next time. Hey, we will. <laughs> <laughs>